Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. I'm tired of this guy. Well, too bad you got me for another 50 minutes. Vince Petrano, Eric Bilstead, Greg Pancake Hill producing the program. And I renew my apology to you for losing my mind in the newsroom yesterday afternoon when you were really busy <laughs> and this story broke. You ever and have I, those moments when you're working on something and you're really trying to focus and someone next to you keeps talking to and you? And I didn't care. <laughs> I am sorry about that because you were wrapped up in a lot of stuff and I just was right in your business. Man, 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 man. But I, this is one of my favorite topics because so much good stuff is happening in Milwaukee. we got our problems and all those things that we talk about a lot on the show, but I'm bullish on the future of downtown Milwaukee. There are a lot of great things happening. But once again, Milwaukee, from time to time, exhibits an inability to get out of its own way. And this is another perfect example of that, and it made me lose my mind. And it comes back to this issue of there is in the world how you see yourself. And then there's how you think other people see you. And then there's how other people actually see you. And when those things are in conflict, that's when you run into trouble. Mm -hmm. And that is happening in the city of Milwaukee in a number of specific areas, this one included. It's all going to come back to the Northridge Mall site. And I'll get there in a moment. But let me backfill with my explanation of what I'm talking about. I'll use the example of the class clown, right? Class clown thinks he's funny. We start there. Because otherwise, why are you making these jokes? Sure. Right? Class kind yeah. thinks he's... I said he because it's always a dude, right? <laughs> Is there yes. ever a... you ever remember a girl in your elementary school cutting it up all the time, <laughs> interrupting the teacher with the joke? Being no. the annoying one. Right, yeah. Well, that's interesting. You say the annoying one. So let's go to it. Class clown thinks he's funny. Class clown probably thinks other people think he's funny because that's why he's popping off, right? You're not telling jokes that you think no one's going to laugh at. Sure. You know, they're going to love this one, right? But... Some class clowns are funny and some aren't. The ones who get away with it to an extent are the ones who are at least making the teacher laugh. Because it's, it's really hard. Sometimes they still got to come down and do the discipline, but... You can get them to break a little bit. It's tough when it's actually funny. When it's not, it's what you said. Annoying. And so here's, there's a situation where what a person believes he is and how he believes he's perceived by others is in conflict with how he's actually perceived. He thinks he's funny, nobody else does, then it's annoying, and then you have a problem. So how does it feel being that person? (laughs) 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 Should have had some sort of sound Uh, effect. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was a good Bernie. Thank you. Thank you. How does this relate to what's happening at Northridge Mall? The city is in conflict, I believe, with how it sees itself, how it thinks other people see us, and how other people actually see us. And not overall, but in a certain couple of spots. And the Northridge Mall property presents a perfect example of exactly that scenario. The city has been battling for years to get this foreign company that now owns the Northridge Mall property to, at best, just back off and let us tear the place down at a cost of millions to the taxpayers, right? Because, okay, just give up the property Mm -hmm. and let us tear it down. And we have no other... No other takers for the property, no other ideas. We have a lot of ideas, but no, no actual concrete plans for what comes next other than we know we got to tear this thing down. It is a magnet for crime. Milwaukee Fire Department and Chief Aaron Lipsky has been out saying our guys are in danger being called to this site because there are arson fires, there are other things going on. So it's at best just a blight 
At worst, it's a real problem and a nuisance property. And the best thing we had going over the last couple of years is an effort to take back that property and just tear the building down and then hope that something good comes of it. We finally had an offer two weeks ago, and it's not an offer to the city because the city doesn't own the property yet, but a company with local ties, Phoenix Investors, one of the founders is local. He's a Milwaukee real estate developer. They said, actually, we'll buy them all. And they are in talks to do that. They said, we'll buy them all. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Right, thank you. We're out. Good. And they have ideas for even using some of the actual structure. They say it has good bones. <laughs> I love that you bring that up all the time because I'll tell my joke again. I couldn't believe that somebody said Northridge Mall, the actual building, has good bones. There's bones in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think those are the bones they were oh, talking about. Boy. But they not only want to buy the property, but then actually they think they can save the good bones of the mall. They want to turn it into some industrial space, some warehousing. Yeah, like some storage space, storage, too. different things like whatever. that. Whatever. Phoenix Investors says the plans they have for the property can bring up to 500 jobs in the short term. They have plans for other parts of the property in the future. But again, worst case scenario is we get to wash our hands of it. And it's not a further blight in the community it's not a further cost to taxpayers that's worst case scenario if phoenix comes in and is able to do what they want to do so what's the problem well the city's trying to gum it up they're trying they're trying to stop this from happening against all odds and reason Milwaukee business journal reporting there was a letter out and they got a hold of this letter from an assistant city attorney and this is what the letter said. The city will not support development of Northridge Mall in that location anchored by industrial storage with ancillary light industrial at this time. So they don't want storage and they don't want the light industrial. We would be remiss to recommend support for your proposed zoning change. See, they'd have to change the zoning because it's zoned like retail or whatever it is right now. Given that industrial storage does not promote meaningful job growth. So 500 jobs, not good enough for them. So the idea of that being the industry that is operating there wouldn't... Yeah. Okay. They want more. After years of neglect under Black Spruce's ownership, that's the company that owns it right now, the foreign company, the city's primary aim is to anchor the properties with a, a catalytic project based on a holistic approach consistent with the needs and goals of the community. That's all well and good, but that's not going to happen. It's not. It hasn't happened in 20 years. It's not going to happen now. Why not? Because it's just not. Because that's not how people view this property. That's not how outside investors view the property. And I'll give you an ex- another perfect example of how the city is at conflict with what it sees in a space and what the outside world is telling it that space is. Century City. What is that? 35th and Capitol? Right there where Roosevelt yep, yep, meets yep. Capitol yep, Drive. Right there, okay. Yep. The city had a vision for that property. It was the old, what was the company? Master Lock was located there, and they have a facility there, and that happens. But what was the big auto parts company? A.O. Smith? No. Something like that. Doesn't matter. It was an old industrial property. It was largely vacant. They clear this all out, and they say, we're going we're gonna to bring in business. We're going to bring in industry. And the neighborhood desperately needs it. There are a lot of good people that want to work there. Mm-hmm. So great. The company that wanted to move there was Strauss Veal, right? Uh, Strauss. Oh, the meat packing. Meat place. packing in Franklin. They were going to move their whole deal down there. Finally, after a decade or more of nothing, crickets. Well, they had Talgo there for a half a minute, right? Didn't they make some train I parts I suppose there? that's right. And in fairness to them, they were going to build a whole bunch of trains for the high speed rail that never got built, right? And then, so fine. 
but nothing crickets since. And here's a company says, no, you know what? We're going to bring a meatpacking plant. We're going to have all these jobs. We're going to bring it down. The deal was like done. And the city rose up and stabbed itself in the back and killed the deal after like three people said, well, we don't want a meatpacking plant there. One of the other proposals for that idea, remember when Amazon was out there floating the HQ2 idea? Yeah, Bezos. They were going to have a second headquarters, right? And they were inviting <laughs> yeah. cities all over the country to, all right, make your pitch. Should we, come to you? Should we build the second headquarters in your city? And Milwaukee, and I was proud of Milwaukee for making a pitch. One of the spots they pitched was that. Are you kidding me? You see Jeff Bezos getting out of his limousine at 35th and Capitol? That meeting would be three minutes. <laughs> Why? 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 Okay, thanks. Um, been great. Thanks for the tour. Ooh, I got I'm a phone call. I got to take <laughs> Give me a break. What? So that shows you where the conflict is. The city is seeing Amazon HQ2. And the world is saying meatpacking plant. And we couldn't even get that. So guess what it is now? Nothing. Which is exactly what Northridge is going to do if we don't get out of the way of this deal. Now, Phoenix Investors, the CEO talked to the Milwaukee Business Journal, and they're not like throwing their hands up. They, they seem optimistic that there can still be something figured out. Tower Automotive is the one that I was thinking of. Okay. Number of people Thank on you. the text I was going to say, I was waiting for the text line to blow on that one. <laughs> yeah, I knew I Thank knew you. That's appreciative. So, yes, they're not, they're not giving up, and I, I hope, and I don't understand where this is going. So that's not Common Council. It was the city's attorney, that, ter, city attorney's office, and I don't know part, if they're being told by some other authority. I was trying to get more information on that. I was trying to put a couple of calls out to ask about that. I know that a spokesman for the city would not comment to the Business Journal on that, but, like, why? who was, who was sending that letter on behalf of who? Right. And I appreciate, well, wouldn't we like to have more than that? Sure. Wouldn't we like to have a four-star hotel and a resort there? Sure. That's not going to happen. Wouldn't we like to have, you know, some huge housing project and retail? Right. But it's not going to happen. So you think sleep begets sleep in this case, where if you put, um, well, in two cases, if you do nothing, nothing will happen. But if you actually build this, even if it's a low rise of employment opportunity, 400, 500, where it's some type of warehouse that could potentially still lead to some other development I, in I and around that area. I absolutely believe that. And we have to be realistic about what the property is because right now it's nothing. And we have a perfect blueprint for what happens when you start dumping on deals like this that fall in your lap and have a great opportunity to bring in somebody that wants to make something of nothing that will create jobs. Is it everything you ever dreamed of? No, but you don't get to decide how everybody else sees that spot. And that's the problem. Again, the city can't get out of its own way. 820 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. I'm railing on the apparent city opposition to a company coming in and offering us a gift to take the Northridge property off our hands. And by our hands, I mean the hands of the taxpayers, and actually do something with it that will create jobs and clean the place up. This from Jim in Glendale. Northridge needs businesses with meaningful jobs, not temporary storage services. And I hear that, Jim. I, I, would, like, I would like to have them create 10,000 jobs. On the site. My argument is that's not on the table. No one's offering that. No one's offering anything. No one's offered anything for a decade and a half, two decades at that site. This is what we have. Well, do we know what some of the residents in that area want? Are they calling for other things? Is there, I know we got a couple of texts saying that there's a demand for, you know, it's a food desert over there, more restaurants or more opportunities to 
to be able to have some retail or whatnot. And who says we can't have that? You know what will help spur on more development? Some more restaurants, some other things that develop around that area. When you clean that place up and turn it into something, and also maybe turn it into a site where four or 500 people work. Well, that's worth building a restaurant there for. Like something has to start this. And I do, I, I do think cities need to plan, right? Some things are a good fit and some things aren't. So I, I don't discourage you know, plan commissions and other folks to look forward in the future and say, what do we envision for this space and try to get those requests for proposals to match that larger vision. I'm just saying we're sitting on a property here, 35th and Capitol, other spots where nothing's going for a decade or more. And that's a message to you that whatever you think this can be, it's not that. So let's take something. Let's turn it into something. Do you remember when Park East was nothing for so long? But that, that, okay, (laughs) that was different. Well, it got to a point where I was even suggesting let's just paint the dirt and have people pay to park (laughs) there. Like, let's do something. Now, it's not apples and apples. I I totally understand. No, that. Fair, fair question, right? And that's something that did take a long time. A long it took, time. Took longer than anybody thought it would. And it meant giving away some stuff. And ultimately, it's turning into some really great things some housing, some other things. So, yeah, that's an example. Pfizer Forum. Yeah, of course. Okay. Right. So, that's an example of something that worked where we kind of held out for the larger deal. Okay. I just think all the signs of the universe are telling us that's not happening here. Here's the text you were talking about. Seems that most elected officials are idiots. <laughs> okay, wait, no, that wasn't the one I wanted to. They're destroying everything bit by bit. Uh, that, that one could be read for anything. I suppose, always, right? Every day. Insert that I, here. That's I, I just. I think that's me talking every day. A, a stock comment. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the text line stock. and just pull that out yeah, every stock, time. Stock, stock text. Uh, here's the one I was thinking of. I've heard that residents of the Northridge area have been pressuring Milwaukee elected officials to turn down the Phoenix deal because they're upset over not only the decline of Northridge and surrounds, but also the ongoing loss of food and retail yeah, on the northwest sure. side for a multitude of reasons. I, yes, I think that, you know, that's fine. I, I know you are. But how do you think we're climbing out of that? I think we have to take the offer that's on the table. It's the only one we've gotten. And from what I can understand from what this investor wants to do also is it, it's not necessarily just a bunch of temporary tiny storage units that where you're putting your stuff. I think it's a lot of this is larger industrial type of warehouse areas too is what they're thinking with it. It wouldn't necessarily just be one of those places where you buy a tiny unit and put in your extra garbage. Where like uh, that show goes, right? And they bust the lock on it, and then they have the auction yeah. for when their the units are abandoned. What's that show? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember the name. I, they pull I the know garage exactly door what you're right. talking about. I don't though. think we're talking about like the self storage and things like yeah, that. I, I mean, think it, we're talking about a larger, more yeah, industrial type that's storage. That's my understanding. I don't think you have 400 people employed at a place like that. Right. Uh, one call on this. Uh, let me get to it. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Dwayne from Menominee Falls. Hi, Dwayne. Yeah, good afternoon. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing well. What do you think? I've been a resident here for a long time, and we're talking about building this little 32-bed facility over by the emissions testing station on the north side, 76th and Clinton or whatever it is. Yep. Well, Doug, on it, we got a few more criminals than that, and they need to be housed, and there is a perfect facility that needs to be torn down and then rebuilt as a correctional facility, maybe instead of 32, let's have 320 beds, or maybe 3,200 beds. How many criminals do we have in the city? 
A 32. And then you got problems solved both ways. Lots of jobs, lots of criminals locked up, crime goes down. Uh, Dwayne. How's that sound? Uh, all right, Dwayne. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, you know, I know that was one of the spots that was proposed for development like that. That's taxpayer dime, though. We're talking about building a prison and not saying that we don't need it, but and not saying you couldn't do that somewhere adjacent as well. But you have somebody who's willing to come in and actually take this site. Uh, one other text here. Remember when Penzi wanted to build a distribution center there, and people even rebelled against that. And what's more is there was a local company that was looking to invest, and even that fell through. So finally somebody's saying, we'll turn it, we'll turn it into something, and we can't get out of our own way. 8.30 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Okay, I do want to move on, but two things. First of all, the show I was thinking of, Storage Wars. There it is. Uh, coming you. to us from uh, Peggy in Waukesha and also Mrs. Vitrano. Very nice. Who texted, not the text line, but my phone. Thank you, Nicole. <laughs> right. Storage Wars. She's just sitting there going, there you idiot. <laughs> we watch it all the time. Yes. The whole family gets around and watch And it. one more text on this uh, Northridge thing. I live in that area. The city is being stupid again, all caps. Yeah, the city should get off sitting on their brains. <laughs> no, the citizens in the area are not against them coming in. I just think you take what you can get. And I'm not saying anytime you have open land that you take the first offer. I do agree that cities ought to plan. They ought to look to the future. They ought to have grand vision. But when for a decade or more, the world is telling you this is not the same place that you think it is, you take what you can get. Eight thirty nine on Wisconsin's morning news, a Friday morning. I want you to tell me the FBI story again. Okay. I want you to tell me how the FBI showed up and had the wrong guy. <laughs> so imagine here. Big time. Imagine you're a pilot. You're a Delta Airlines pilot. And you have a layover in Boston for the night. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Flying out tomorrow? Flying out Logan. It's Logan there, right? Okay. Logan, yeah. So you got, the next day I'm, I'm heading out. So I'm going to, okay. Life hey, of a pilot, yep, right? Yep, Hotels yep. all over the country. Going to the hotel. You're on the 15th floor. You're spending the night there. Maybe you're having a quick cocktail before you... Slip into slumberland for the night. Slowly slipping into dreamland. It's about midnight, so it's late. TV's off at this point. You're just getting warm and cozy in your bed. And... FBI, open up! <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Excuse me? FBI? So, so a minute there, you're like, whoa. whoa what, did I hear that right? And then as you kind of come up, you know, you, you, you start to Starting wake to up. to come to. Oh, right? whoa, whoa. And they come running in, they grab you, they throw you around, and that's exactly what happened to a guy. That pilot was handcuffed and interrogated in a bathroom for close to 30 minutes before agents realized their mistake. They had the wrong room, the wrong guy. (laughs) They had the wrong guy. Threw him into the bathtub, yelled at him, had an interrogation. So this happened on the 15th floor of the Revere Hotel. Agents were conducting the a, Revere. Mm. Here's the thing. This wasn't even a real investigation. What? This was a mock exercise. FBI agents were working with the U.S. Department of Defense in a training exercise inside the hotel. They were simulating a situation that the DOD personnel might encounter in a deployed environment. So, okay, here's what happens when you do this, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. And they're sure, doing sure. this in real life. So there's a real actor who was playing the quote-unquote Delta Airlines pilot. In this case, the Delta Airlines pilot was just a real person. There's someone in a, in a hotel room somewhere there 
who was waiting for his door to get kicked in. <laughs> Correct. So he could be interrogated as part of this act. So then after about a half hour, I don't know what, what led them to realize <laughs> that it was Well, wasn't. right, because if they're interrogating someone and he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm a Delta Airlines pilot. Sure you are, son. I'm just a pilot. Right? I'm, I'm just, just a pilot. You got the wrong guy. I'll tell you who's got the wrong guy. I, I, I play pickleball on Saturdays. Right. I don't do yeah. any of this stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you do. Well, you're in a real pickle now, son. <laughs> so, this is the FBI. So you tell me what I want to know. They pick up the end table, they set it up, they uh, clean up the mess and leave. And the, the pilot calls the police. Delta pilots had people claiming to be FBI agents barge into their room and handcuff them to the bathroom. <laughs> I love that too, claiming to be FBI agents. Because if if you're not the guy, the whole like, oh, I guess we had the wrong room, that probably, you're like, no, the FBI doesn't make that mistake. <laughs> right? Of course no, not. No, so who were these guys that locked me up? So this is from the FBI. First and foremost, we would like to extend our deepest apologies to the individual who was affected by yes. the training exercise. Very deep apologies. Affected. <laughs> he was affected. Yeah, he was affected. To got the individual. Got affected right into the bathroom wall. <laughs> Throwing him around. That's affected. No, Throwing I should... Knocking the scope over. I should point out, that's not actually the sound <laughs> yeah, from... This is in body cam. <laughs> <laughs> what else is happening in there? <laughs> I think I I'm waiting the for the cat. So anyway, so they're apologizing. They said uh, the training team unfortunately entered the wrong room and detained an individual unaffiliated with the exercise. Oh, so we needed room 401, not 301. Shoot. So yeah, so then that guy, maybe he came down. Maybe, maybe guy. Right, the guy that they were supposed, the actor they hired... To be in the room to be interrogated for this exercise is he at some point like <laughs> what was you said this was midnight is it getting one o'clock one thirty and he's like are these guys gonna come like they I should have found me by now they should have gotten me by and now like if one, you're if you're working the front desk aren't you getting <laughs> phone calls about this <laughs> right uh, I I could have sworn I heard something <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on in three oh one but. <laughs> They had a large party over there. Guys <laughs> pretending to be cops. <laughs> yeah, pretend, I don't know if they're strippers or what they are, but they're causing <laughs> trouble over there. Uh, so, yeah. Why, well, why do we have to do this at, a, at an active hotel? Actually, I, I think that's kind of awesome, actually. Like, think of, I think that's great. You need to you need to do the training in a real life situation where there are people. Well, I'm guessing they need more training. If you can't even get the right room. But so what's so funny about this is that doesn't this remind you of a movie? Isn't this exactly what happens in movies in one particular movie? Where's the money, Lebowski? Yes! <laughs> yes! It's exactly the big Lebowski. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. That's what the pilot should have said. Hey, look, look, I'm just the dude. I'm the dude. Do I look like a millionaire? That's what should have been said. Obviously, you aren't a bowler. <laughs> So all is well that ends well. I don't know if this guy files a lawsuit. Uh, they're still investigating, but I'm very curious what led them to finally realize that he wasn't the right guy. Yeah, text line right here. Old National Bank talking text line. The agents were probably very impressed with the guy's acting. Like, oh, this guy's... <laughs> wow, okay, buddy, at some point you got to let us crack you here. Yeah. <laughs> 
or else I, I got my supervisor, Shindlin, Agent Shinland in here breathing down my neck. I got to get a confession out of you. Can we? Keep saying he's right? an airline pilot. Okay, right. That's not the narrative I had, right? <laughs> I'm from Lombard. Sp- right. Sure you are. Yeah. <laughs> I've been lied to lots of times, son. <laughs> There's that. And then they were working with the DOD, DOD Department yeah. of Defense. Yes. What if they're in there looking for a bomb? Yeah, but well, <laughs> where's the bomb Lebowski? Where's the bomb Lebowski? I'm just an airline pilot. You're in the wrong room? Like, seriously. Ransacking the room, going through his stuff. Good thing we're training. I think we need a little more. Your name's Lebowski, Lebowski. Your wife is Bunny. My 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 wife, Bunny? Do you see a wedding ring on my finger? Does this place look like I'm f-ing married? The toilet seat's up, man. A lot of suggestions on the old National Bank talking text line that Sean Went would have handled that whole situation. <laughs> he would have. He would have. The legend grows. So they broke the tie up in Sister Bay. Remember we told you this story yesterday. In fact, we advanced this story significantly yeah, here on did. Wisconsin's yeah. Morning News. In fact, when I joined, I joined their Zoom call for breaking the tie. <laughs> and there were news organizations from all over the state on there. TV stations, whatever. Absolutely. I'm thinking, we set the agenda for that story. We blew that story up. <laughs> Tuesday's election yielded a deadlock in the race for village president in a small Door County community that so many of us have visited and loved. 256 votes for both the current president of Sister Bay, Rob Zoschke, and the challenger, village trustee, Nate Bell. They also had four write-ins, which I will just once again say. <laughs> you got to get over this. Four people, any one of those four could have been the deciding vote. You knew you were going to get Zoschke or Bell. But no, you wrote in Donald Duck, and you, see, you, you, you made your point. That. Actually, we didn't even ask the clerk, and she said she that said she, she didn't know, know and it kind of just... It, okay. She had, she had a term for it. Like you wrote a, in your neighbor. Yeah, but since there's so few, you wrote it's in not yourself, even... Whatever. They, they could have... You've never written in somebody, huh? It, well, either way, you wasted your vote, and you could have been the decider here. <laughs> anyway. In this critical race for village president of Sister Bay. The clerk, Heidi Tyke, did talk with us on Wisconsin's Morning News. I have an assortment here of... Dice and cards and coins and colored dips, <laughs> so that they could, you know, they have a choice uh, here available for them when they arrive. And we know that because she sent us the picture. It was so cute. She had a bowl with two names on pieces of paper next to it. In case deck, we want to draw a name yeah, out, a deck of cards, some straws. <laughs> she had it all laid out nice. So it was like choose your weapon, right? right? <laughs> no daggers. And the elections officials from the community came in then. They met at 10 o'clock, yeah. and they were to conduct a random game of chance, and the winner would be decided that way. So maybe it was going to be cards, maybe it was going to be dice, whatever. So we had Trustee Bell, the challenger in the race, on the show with us here, Wisconsin's Morning News. He did acknowledge that some folks had other suggestions for how to resolve this. I'm an avid cyclist, so there was a bike race. Quite honestly, as, as much as I'd probably beat Rob in that, I, I don't think that's entirely fair. Okay. Inevitably, there was the duels and fighting and a boxing <laughs> match, and I'm not much for violence. So I said hard pass on that. <laughs> like he a added, I'm, I'm not much for violence. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I think they could have just put a, a number of weapons out on a table. Everybody 10 yards this way, 10 yards that way. Run. Hit, hit the air horn. A pull do you reach, do you reach for the sword? Do you reach for the sword or do you reach for Right, no, not traditional <laughs> weapons, right. Golf clubs on there, a bat. Yeah, there you go. A know. hammer. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a golf ball. Just a saw. Well, well, well how would I get to him with this? Well, I don't know. One Once you got the saw. Knuckle. <laughs> 
Okay, that's not what they did. Again, they had all this stuff out. We did have a fun. I thought our suggestion was good. The burrito eating contest was going to be here at 11 o'clock. <laughs> yes. Like, get these guys in a limo and down to Milwaukee. That would absolutely be hilarious. I don't know that they would agree to it, but it sure would be something to see. <laughs> well, it doesn't, doesn't sound like Zoshki's in. He didn't want to be on the radio. <laughs> Too far away this morning. I, do I don't know call. either of these guys, but I'm pulling for Nate Bell now. <laughs> <laughs> How about that, too? So Zoshki's the incumbent. Yes. And Greg called him. Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the program, yep. called him up because we wanted both of the candidates to come on and yeah. you know kind of goof with us on the whole situation. And you d- actually, you got to Zoshki first, right? I did. He was the first one I called. Picked up almost immediately, too, which okay. was interesting. So I pitched him the show idea. I was like, hey, come on with Vince and Eric. We'll have a good time. We want to pitch you different ideas on how to break the tie with your current opponent. It's going to be fun. Nothing too serious. Probably less than five minutes. We'll just have you on. Have a good time. And he responded with, yeah, well, I'm on vacation without the kids, so uh, no thanks. And I was like, well, here, let me hear, hear you out again. Pitch number two. Pitch right, number come two. Back I, I got to try to get you back in. Like, it's it's going to be a good, nothing hard hitting. And, and I also closed with, you can pitch the village of Sister Bay. You can talk about your wonderful yeah, yeah. town on our airwaves. We'd love to hear about it. I know Milwaukeeans would love to hear about it. No, I'm with my kids on vacation. Thanks. Not interested. Out. Hung up. Hung up the phone. Just done. All right. So what's amazing about that is if you ever have the opportunity to speak face-to-face with Greg Pancake Hill, it's impossible not to be in a good mood or to smile just because he has that way about him. (laughs) That's what's so amazing is that you talk to him and all you get is... <laughs> Nothing. Doesn't, doesn't, <laughs> no, doesn't want to be in. Also, who's on vacation when the when the for election day? Like, what, are you you're, gonna change your vacation plans well, over no, the No, but you could be elected re-elected village president. Like, eh, I'll see I'll see how it turns Does out. Does he need a headquarters like a campaign headquarters? I guess they're only about five hundred votes total in this whole thing. <laughs> right. So well, no, didn't he book the back room at Al Johnson's there? <laughs> no. Nate or probably this, had that place. He Nate had, the had that one locked down. He was at Sister Bay Bowl. <laughs> I don't know, right? Don't you have a party? Goats with him as he's giving giving his speech. So how it worked out is, so okay, great, fine. Tell me how it finished. They did do a roll of the dice. That's what they decided. One elections official rolls on behalf of Zoshki. The other elections official rolls on behalf of Bell. And then the others are there to watch and observe. And this thing all played out on a live stream as well. So they roll the dice. Zashki gets a two. Boah. Bell gets a six. Boom. Roasted. He wins. There you go. Friend so of the program. Your village president elect is Nate Bell. He came on the show. Zashki did not. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. 855 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ. A good karma brand station. Brooks Kepka, your leader right now at the Masters, which is underway for day two once again. Not a lot of players out on the courts at the moment, but Kepka's uh, gotten another birdie today. He's down to eight under on the tournament. Jason Day in second place right now at seven under. Boy, I would love to see him because Jason Day won the PGA Championship. Was it 15? One of those that was here at Kohler, yeah. Whistling Straits. Mm-hmm. Always like him. Good guy. Good dude. And uh, Gary Woodland's at four under. Those are the only three players on the course right now who are under par. No, that's not true. A couple of others out there now have uh, come since I last checked. Phil Mickelson on the course now on uh, hole number five. He's at two under on the day. 
not on the day, on the tournament. All right, Steve's cafe, what, is Steve not coming in? He normally sits and oh, like, yeah, pitches he, his show or whatever. He's not here at the, yeah, he has some other things going on. But So he has oh, a show, he's just yes. not. You know, oh well, how about you do it? <laughs> how I do it? You, you be Steve. Oh, you want me to? Oh, okay, you want right, me to speak for Steve? Uh, Steve Scafidi joins us. Steve, what are you working on? Yeah, what are you guys? What are you guys talking about today? I was listening to part of the show. What you guys were talking about? <laughs> well, we talked about all kinds of yeah. things. I got about... a big show. Did you talk? You talked to Brandon about the stuff we got. You know, we got virtual baseball today. That's virtual right. baseball's back. That's virtual right. baseball's virtual back. Baseball. Back. That's right. it's I'm gonna need some people to play. They're gonna have to play the game. And what do you got coming up in the nine o'clock hour? Well, I got a lot of things. I got politics. I got this. We're gonna have a little bit of fun today and all that. <laughs> These guys are coming in. That guy's coming in. It's all happening. What's Great happening show. for Easter this year? Big show. Well, we're going to have a huge meal. Yeah, my wife, she does all that. She, she makes the meal. You know? <laughs> I'm going to grill a ham. I'm going to put it on the grill. Steve the rest. Steve, Steve Scafidi is next. Happy Easter. The stretch. Gantner, there he goes. The pitch. A swing and a fly ball. Right field and deep. Get up. Get up and get out of here. Gone for Swain. And they've done it again. Twelve in a row on a two-run blast by Swain to win it. Oh my goodness. Holy cow. Do you 